The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. We're going to cause trouble. Scott Farrell is calling the shots from the sideline. We're going to make fun of people. We're going to hurt people's feelings. It's Farrell on the bench. I believe in whipped cream with everything. Can't tell you how stoked I was to hit three of the four playing game spreads. In fact, I hit both spreads on Wednesday night. The Bulls and the Thunder getting the five and a half each, and I took them both, and they came through in the clutch for Uncle Futrelli. Snylin! Zach Levine went off. How about this guy just going to the 10? Every single possession, getting fouled. He had huge three-point plays, and the Bulls just kept chipping away. Levine, a 39-piece last night, 30 in the second half, and the Bulls, rally cap style, beat the Raptors in Toronto 109-105. So now the Bulls will visit the Heat on Friday night, tomorrow night, to earn a chance to get the eighth seed in the Eastern Conference and the lovely pleasure of playing the Greek Freak and the top-seeded Milwaukee Bucks in the next level. Levine's 39. How about it? Tied for the second most by any player in a play-in game. I think Tatum had a 50-burger against the Wizards back in 21. Billy Donovan said what he did going into the third quarter and into the fourth, it would have been very, very difficult for us to have won that game if he had not done that. His performance was extraordinary. It gave us life. It gave us hope. Then once we got back into it, I think a lot of guys made a lot of different plays, but I give him credit. He had that mentality that he's going to do whatever he can do to get us back in the game. The Bulls are the first 10th seed to win a play-in tourney game by getting to the 10 in the second half. They got 29 off drives in the second half, and they held Toronto to just two points. Levine had 15 points on four of five shooting on drives alone. He was seven for seven from the line. Levine said it was just aggressiveness. We started figuring out how they were playing us. They were so far up the court, and they started doubling DeRozan with pick and rolls. For me, in the third quarter, just throw it all out there. DeMar had 23 against his former team. Of course, he played in Toronto forever. DeRozan and Levine combined for 20 points in the fourth quarter. Toronto had only 24 fourth quarter points. At the beginning of the game, they were awful. Chicago was 3 for 19 on threes. 
But then they hit four of seven threes in the fourth quarter when it mattered. Caruso hit a bomb. Beverly hit a bomb. Caruso said, I think that's why our team is set up for success. We got two killers in Zach and DeMar. That's all we got to do is play our roles. And then we know we got two killers that down the stretch of the game can go get a bucket on just about anybody in the league. I mean, that is true, right? Like, they can just absolutely count on these two monsters to get it in the hole. How about Toronto? It seemed like they let DeMar DeRozan's little daughter screaming when they shot their free throws. They made only half of them. They went 18 for 36 from the line. That was the most misses in a winner-take-all game since 1969. Nick Nurse said, that's a lot of misses. We left a lot of points on the board. How about this guy, Levine? Since the start of the new year, Levine is averaging 26 points on 50% shooting, 30%, make it 37 from three, along with over four and a half rebounds and 4.3 dimes a game. He said, I you know, knew I was going to get into a rhythm after coming off injury in the summertime. Credit to DeMar. He did a good job of talking to me when I was upset early in the season, getting my rhythm back. And then about a month before the All-Star break, I started feeling like myself again. DeRozan said there's not too many people in the league that have the talent that Zach has. It feels good just to see him get appreciated from the moment that I got here. I wanted everything to come his way in a positive nature because I know how hard he works, how much he cares about the game, and he's a hell of a person. I've always been a fan of him before he came to Chicago, so to be able to share every moment with him and see it means a lot. And how about the other game? My boy, Shea Gilgis, going off. He scored 25 of his 32 in the second half. And he had a go-ahead baseline dagger, four clutch free throws in the last 30 seconds. And Oak City gets it done at the Smoothie on Bourbon Street, 123-118. You got to be kidding me. He shot 50% from the floor, 11 of 22. The guy was going off. Giddy was getting giddy. He had 31 and 10 dimes, nine boards. You got to be kidding me. This is insanity watching this team. They're the only Western Conference team still playing with a losing record at 41 and 42. Giddy said, we did a great job of not getting rattled after B.I. Ingram had a dunk that gave the Pels a 110-108 lead. Giddy said, nothing phased us. It's such a young group, but it's such a composed team. And that's how you have to be down the stretch of tight games like that. Bye-bye, Pels. While number 10 seed Oak City gets to play Minnesota tomorrow night for the right to get in as the 8th seed and meet the number one seeded Denver Nuggets in the Mile High City in the first couple games. Ingram had 20 of his 30 in the second half. He had a huge three with about four seconds left to give the Pels a chance at a comeback. But then Shea Gilgis hit a couple of free throws to put the Thunder up by three. And then Herb Jones threw away an inbounds pass, and that was all she wrote. Dort had 27, four threes, 
and finishing with two free throws in the final seconds. Valanciunas, the big fella, had 16 points and 18 boards. He was huge, but he uh, left with about four minutes left in the game. He hurt his right foot. He came back with a minute left, but he was ineffective. Trey Murphy had 21. Jones had 20. McCollum, 14 for the Pels. So C.J. McCollum didn't show up when it mattered most in a playoff game, a play-in game, whatever you want to call it. He didn't do anything. Shea Gilgis had 17 in the third quarter. Giddy had 12, including his third three of the game to give Oak City a 95-85 lead. Green said the third quarter, I thought we got a bit casual in our approach. They just made more plays than us. Of course, Green, the coach of the Pels. There was a scene in that game. Richardson uh, bashed Giddy to the floor near midcourt when it was 101-100. Giddy got up like he was ready to fight Richardson, but his teammates held him back. And then Giddy made one of two free throws to tie it. And then you had the crazy finish. Dort, who averaged 13 in the regular season, scored 14 in the first quarter. But New Orleans had a lead of six at the half. Everybody thought they were on their way. Oak City outscored New Orleans 21 to 11 in points off turnovers. The Pels had 11 turnovers. The Thunder just seven. How about your boy Zion? He missed his 46th straight game. He's worthless. How about this guy? He does like, you know, dunks in warm-ups, but he never plays. It's so pathetic. It's not even funny. I mean, he's turned into a bust. I know he dominates when he plays two or three games a year. McCollum said he has needed surgery on his right thumb for three months. He said he delayed it, tried to help our team get to the playoffs, and we came up short. He also said he has a shoulder injury, and he's going to have that examined. So here we go with the excuses. And what about the New York Islanders last night? They beat the Canadians at the racetrack 4-2. to two, And what that did was clinch the last playoff berth and eliminate the Penguins, ending Pittsburgh's streak of 16 straight playoff appearances. Brock Nelson had two goals. Sorokin had 17 saves. Zach Parisi said it's exciting going from looking pretty dark for 24 hours to clinching a spot at home. It's awesome. The last time the Penguins didn't uh, play in the postseason was 2005-2006 in Sid Crosby's rookie year. 16 straight years they made the playoffs, the longest active run in the NFL, NBA, MLB, or NHL. Included a qualification round loss in 2020 when the NHL expanded the playoffs to 24 teams because of COVID. On Monday, the Islanders were stunned on the road by the shorthanded Capitals 5-2, gave the Penguins control of their own playoff fate, but they puked and lost to the Blackhawks 5-2 in Pittsburgh in the most pathetic performance I've ever seen in my life by a team that had their own destiny in their hands and screwed it up. The Islanders needed only to earn a point against the Habs to clinch. Instead, they went out and won it. I'll tell you what, the Islanders move one point ahead of the Panthers. Florida concludes their regular season tonight against the Hurricanes. 
if the Panthers win in regulation, overtime, or a shootout, they're going to face the first-place team in the Metro Division, and the Islanders will face the Bruins, who set an NHL single-season record for wins and points this season. If the Panthers lose to Carolina in overtime or a shootout to earn one point, they'll face the Bruins. So the NHL's three longest active playoff streaks entering the season were all broken this year. The Penguins 16 years, the Capitals eight years, and the Predators eight years. All right, we know who's in the playoffs. It's time to dance, Stanley Cup style. Is America's primary system working? Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? Could a third-party candidate ever be successful? In a new season of You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen gather the country's top experts to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available now wherever you get your podcasts. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 